You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from journalists in moderation to the Pepsi generation, with over 4 million downloads of your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And as of today, the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. I never know what to say here. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Taylor, after all these episodes, still don't know what to say in the intro. I think you do a great job, though. I mean, I, I usually say I have a high-pitched voice, but uh, I, I don't know. It sounded deeper today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dang. I didn't know we were going to have Wait, to use... Wait, maybe I can't even go lower. Yeah. I didn't know we'd have to use this this early in the episode. Oh, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> Did you well, actually get an erection there? No, absolutely not, Taylor. That was a sound effect. Um, so today we <laughs> Also, if you did have that noise when you were getting an erection, that would truly be terrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the next noise would be just the sound of panties dropping. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the sound effect for that? Go. Just crumple, yeah. Just... Yeah. Well, before we get too far into the uh, the woods here with this bullshit, uh, we should talk about our debate this week and our guest. We are debating who is the worst type of person to sit next to on a plane. And we have an amazing guest with us today. She's an amazing actress and comedian, Christine Little. Christine, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. And also, trigger. trigger. There you go. Thank. Yeah, this is probably the earliest we've ever triggered a guest in an episode. <laughs> wow. What are you triggered by? Uh, your voice. Should I leave? No, it's too it's too sultry. It's That's just the problem. too much. I'm yeah. getting too. Yeah, we got to get you back with the high voice. Yeah. So, Christine, you're a uh, an actress and a comedian. Are yes. you? And you're you're thinking about doing a tour, right? A national tour. Oh yeah, I just went. I just got back from a tour of the Southwest with a couple other comedians, Sophia Alexandra and Hannah Hogan. And now we're taking our tour in the opposite direction, and we're going to go northwest. No, oh, we were southeast. Now we're going northwest to the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, Portland. We don't have all the places yet, but that's not going to be till early next year. Okay, so early next year, guys. Stay it's tuned. We'll February. so much work to put a tour together. Yeah, Ron, you've done it yourself. Right? I've done it a bunch of times, and it is like... Uh, I used to talk to another comedian, Brandy Posey, about it, and we both agreed it's kind of like just going to war, and you have to be so organized because you're setting up all these different shows and when one show is like oh hey we can't do it on a wednesday but we could do it on a thursday and you're like um i'm in another city on a thursday like it just yeah it's a, like a lot of work when people put together like musicians comedians anyone who puts a tour together it's so much work so when you're there at a show please buy their merch my first publisher when i went on book tour um they there were a lot of things that went wrong but to their credit they got the book tour pretty down they that's the one thing they're really good really? it's a machine oh absolutely and i was impressed that the person who set it up for me the logistics were on point she knew exactly when i'd be landing who needed to pick me up where i'd be checking in the name of the receptionist at the at the hotel like this person was on point whoever that person was hope they got a raise yeah, i the, hope they can work for comedians because yeah, the tours hard. that christine and i are doing uh we don't have that person yeah, yeah. that person is us <laughs> do you yeah. have you gone on tour with anyone else i've gone on legs of a tour with other people and and I, yeah, I actually have to go on a tour with uh, Mishka Shubali, who's a musician, and JT Heversat. We've gone on a couple like three weekers where we stayed in uh, Mishka's like disgusting van to get Ew. from gig to gig. It was so disgusting that on one tour break, I actually just was like, um, okay, I'm going to clean. And I just <laughs> emptied out the entire van. You know, you could like. Ron really likes cleaning. I'm good at it. I like cleanliness too. You can't be with a bunch of mess. It just makes your head all cluttered. You well, have things like, to Ron worry about. Ron really likes Well, cleaning. you can tell. Is that how your way? Dirty. me he does math yes if i did, if i did meth my place would just be finally be perfect <laughs> uh, you can tell how dirty a car is by how much change you find in it mm. all right that's my my theory the I more found, the, you, the more you find the, the more dirty it is yeah because that's the more it gets lost in nooks and crannies i found um seven dollars and 86 cents when i cleaned that van Wow. Which is wow. to me, and that's in change. It's a fortune. Did you keep it? I mean, yeah, that was my pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I, I'm not a hundred years old. I don't use cash. Oh my god! So, it's I don't like a get fucking out. change. It's just Taylor, a, the cool millennial. Yeah. You know how old my car is dirty? It's because other people leave their crap in my car. Taylor's just like Venmo with Why legs. Why don't you just yeah. clean it out? <laughs> it is clean. It's no, just... when people leave trash in there, I like to do this thing where I'm like, oh, did you did you need this cup? 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, that's I, a good move. I wait, <laughs> that's a good. I wait until I give them another ride, and then I go. You left this last time, and you have oh. to take it home now. That was six years ago. I get grossed out when people you open the car door and they they turn their hand into a makeshift bulldozer and push garbage oh. off the yep, seat. Yep. And they're like, sorry, and then you have to put your feet in garbage yeah. and like be thankful for the ride. You know what I hate is when I do that move when I'm like shoveling shit off their seat and the seat itself is grosser, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of like pick some back up and i you know like papers and bills like and you shit. drive around at yeah. this like i'm not the weird one yeah you know and How no much? offense to pet owners but when your dog oh, gosh. is in that seat a lot and there's all this hair it smells yeah. like a dog yeah. i don't want to sit on your yeah. dog put a blanket on the, on the chair Plus, are I you have... supposed to put your dog in a seatbelt? nah i don't think so people I, put them in their truck beds I've never seen a dog wearing a seatbelt, but I feel like that would be the safe option. I think that's a good product, a dog belt. Oh, oh my gosh. I think so we just cute. invented something. What if it's like a uh, what if it's like a, a you know, a little cradle that you put babies in, but you just put your dog in it? Give them a little pacifier. Well, they, no, uh, Ron. No. <laughs> huh? You know, they made uh, the, the baby dog. Little baby, yeah. yeah, little, yeah. Uh, little, little doggy I can dog. See that? Yeah. I'm that's a, that's, a, that's another another bullshit thing for uh for for dog parents to buy their their fucking spoiled brats. Um they have a uh, they have airbags for dogs. You know what they call them? What doggy bags? <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were gonna say the windshield. <laughs> no, I, thought, oh, I thought I was like, there you go. I thought I was gonna the windshield. Yeah. yeah. No, just some uh, dad joke. Uh, anyway, <laughs> doggy bag. I'm sorry, any dogs listening? We don't actually hate you. Uh, Taylor speaks for himself. Uh, (laughs) Well, anyway, guys, we should talk about the debate this week, which is who are the worst types of people to sit next to on a plane? And before we start, I want to hear everyone's buzzers. Here's what mine sounds like. Christine. Trigger. And Ron. (laughs) For for everyone wondering why I don't have a buzzer, it's because I messed it up so many times that I was just like, I don't need a buzzer. I'm just not going to do it. You could have a buzzer, Taylor. I I technically could. It's funny the millennial can't handle buzzers. Oh. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> I've never even heard that one. This is amazing. Yeah. Where wow. are you getting these? Nap. I need one what of did these. Face. Said, Damn, son, where'd you find this? Wow. It's perfect. Here, I'll play it again. Damn, son, where'd you find this? What, what is that from? It's, it's like, like a John DJ Wayne. drop. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's a DJ drop. So Jesse P.S. from Pot Awful a long time ago was on the show. And every time Rucka, our the old moderator on the show, would go on a rant, we would call that segment the Rucka Wrap Up, and we'd play this. It's a Rucka Wrap Up, and that was like to signify the end of his segment. And then sometimes he would go on, and then Jesse was on during an episode. and goes, "Damn, son, where'd you find this?" So that's I think that's his voice. Wow. That that Rucka Wrap Up voice is Jesse P.S. from Pot Awful, but that oh, other one wow. is DJ Drop. Yeah. Anyway, a little bit of a uh, Madcast wow. Media trivia. There you behind, go. Behind the stings yeah yeah you see how the sausage is made on this episode anyway we should get to the debate this week christine what do you think the worst type of person is to sit next to on a plane is uh anyone that talks to you oh anyone that talks okay so you are like i i have a strategy when i get on a plane i have a strategy for the airport but i'm not going to get into that just the plane i don't like flying it it scares me but so i'll take a xanax like on the way to the airport are you scared of like dying uh, I think we all are. Uh, yeah, I don't want to die. Well, I mean, like, especially in a plane, it's so of. dramatic. Like, is it social anxiety or is it fear of death? No, no, it's not social anxiety. It's just like the plane is up in the air. It's like, wh- why is this big piece of machinery still in the air? And when I think about it too much, it just freaks me out. I'm getting a lot better, but my strategy is to fall asleep right when I get on the plane because then, like, my. I, I'm like calmer and I can handle it. If more. you have a choice, do you do window or aisle? Always window. I always do window because I like to lean against the window. I get to look out, make sure the plane's still in the air. You know, <laughs> gotta check on it. So if someone's talking to me, mm-hmm. what are you doing? This isn't this isn't a social hour. We're not at a, a bar. Yeah, okay? it's got to be a it's got to be a monologue, and I'm tuning the fuck out. Yeah, is so, it more like they hit on you, or is it like they're trying to learn about your life? Uh, usually the latter, I guess. Old um, people are the worst. Old people love just, talking to you. I kind of just do the thing where I don't make eye contact. Yeah. And I, it's like, this isn't a talking seat. Are you one of those people who, when you sleep, like, do you sleep kind of the window, like on the window, and then you put your blank, like your jacket over your head? I don't put it over my head. I just like, cr- I try to like get as much material. I, like I'll wear like a sweater or something and then I'll put another one in my bag and try to use that 
as a uh, a pillow as well. Just try to crumple up as much material for the pillowing. Mm-hmm. If it's a long flight, I do aisles because I like to be the gatekeeper for the bathroom because I like to get up as much as, much as I want if I want to stretch. I used to do windows, yeah. Yeah. and then I hit my 30s, and I have to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, aisles. yes, me. Now I got to do aisles. Yeah. I, I pee all the time already. Uh I mean, I'm at the point now where I don't drink an hour before going oh, no. on the flight. You can't drink. Yeah. I pee right before I get on the plane. I try not to pee during the flight, run off the plane, go to the bathroom. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, it's uh, if you're doing like a, a, Three hours. a, a cross-Atlantic yeah. flight, you're going like from LA to London or something like that. My sister lives over there. I have to fly that sometimes. And that's just a long flight. I will always do an aisle because getting in a window at that point is just, it freaks me out. It's the too worst, too much time. The worst thing is having to wake someone up and be like, I got to go I got to take a shit. I got to shit. I got, it's not the you worst. You poop on it's, planes? Uh, I don't think I've ever times. If you plane. have to poop, you got to poop. Yeah. yeah. yeah Although yeah, sometimes that's... I like pooping when I get to in another country. Like one time I flew over to China and I liked waiting it there because I felt like I was smuggling the poop in. You were. I, it's weird. <laughs> Did you, was it one of those whole toilets? Jackie Fabulous has a bit about like pooping in the squat toilet, those, and it was like no, the biggest poop she ever had. Because it was like head. an international flight, so actually the bathrooms were amazing. It was oh. the first time I'd ever been in a bathroom. It was in Hong Kong, where the door went all the way to the bottom, all the way to the top. There were no seams. You got your own little poop closet. Yeah. And wait, what? Yeah, it was like total privacy. Is this in the airplane? This was in the airport. When I landed okay. in Hong Kong, yeah. and then you uh, could push a button on the keypad, and it was like a bidet. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake, which I've never used one, where there was always like from zero to like seven, and I just immediately shot with seven, <laughs> and it was like it was like a civil rights era fire hose going <laughs> up my asshole, <laughs> and it felt it like it was that, that feeling that was like whoa, What's but then I just on? was also like I'm like whoa, <laughs> like it was, it was an anima. Yeah, an the anima, anima yeah. setting. You went yeah. to the anima setting. Well, to is, anima. It, is it true that it actually cleans you like really well? Yeah. Is it yeah, just water? Is it like water mixed with something? No, no, that it's it cleaner just, water. Just, just it's well, yeah, it's water mixed with super clean water. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, is it like soapy water? It's no, it's regular it, water. I've never used one. It's before. just oh, it's fantastic. Uh, when I went to France for the first time, I oh, used those it. people got their bidets down oh, there. It's amazing. I it's I use it. I'm like, what's this bullshit? And I'm like squirting my asshole with it. I'm like, this is great. And here's what I'll describe. It, it per- seems like it'd be uncomfortable. Well, here's what. How do you Taylor. dry it? Just with the tissue? Yeah, just tissue. With that you, giant roll of paper that's or, beside you. Or you take a walk. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your pants down? Yeah, you walk around the house for a bit. I got a tight butt. I don't think it would dry. <laughs> well, then you can just uh, <laughs> fart it out. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, All right. All Taylor, right. The way I describe a bidet to people who've never used one is imagine if you could shower less, okay? Because if we all had bidets, we would all shower less. Oh, uh, man, I've Christine, definitely had it. I've had shit so bad where I'm like, well, I guess I'm taking a shower Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, where I'm like, no, I have to shower. This would be disgusting if I didn't shower. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, You're wait, right. That's are a- you saying you've pooped in the shower? No, I pooped next to the shower, but it's been so heen- heinous that I have to clean my anus. A lot of splatter. Or- oh, you're gr- oh, okay. <clears throat> if you have, okay, you know the difference between a carb poop and a protein poop? Oh, no. You guys all know the difference? No, no, no. All right. So Adam Carolla always used to describe it, especially for guys who, you know, um, have a little bit of shag down there. He's like, it's like trying to take peanut butter out of shag carpet. <laughs> Which poop? The the, the carb? The carb. Oh, I eat a lot of carbs. Okay, so you, so and, and uh, so you might have this uh, this situation if you had a uh, bidet, you wouldn't need to shower as much. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think. I mean, what about the... your armpits? Well, you're not shitting in your armpits. Well, oh, you're saying what, what, what about cleaning them? A deodorant goes a long way. Uh, that, that'll get yeah. That'll get you like two, three days maybe tops. You got the twenty four hour. I mean, it depends July. on what you're doing. You know, like are you yeah. just sitting in front of a said, computer. Did you say there was a bidet on an airplane? No, it was in. Oh my god, in the airport in Hong Kong. That was in an airport in Hong Kong. Yeah, there was a bidet. Are okay. we all on board? <laughs> all right, sorry. Goddamn millennials. Why, yeah, this is why I. Yeah, I'm just a bad. Tell, um, tell you I, who. Tell you who I don't want to sit next to on a plane is Taylor. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger, trigger. I'm trying to shame anyone who poops on a plane. I just like it's never crossed my mind. I, I guess I just hey, I can't. Done. There's things I can't control. You know? I remember the first time I pooped in public. It was in high school, not in front of people, but it was. Well, a... then it's not public. God, you you you, you got this long lost look in your eyes. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I kissed. Can you it was an it accomplishment. It was at this like diner place. I forget what it was called, but uh, I could see it. I was drunk. And uh, I had to go, and I couldn't believe I went in the bathroom. I told my friend afterwards, and it was like an accomplishment. So on that show, Survivor, they're all pooping into leaves, right? And like, 
I, I did it one time because I was locked out of my house. And what? Uh, you pooped outside? I had to. I was a kid, and I didn't have keys to my house. So my my mom was gone, and my, no one was answering the door. My dad was asleep or something. So I'm like, well, I got I got to go, and I had to poop into a pile of leaves, and that's all I had to wipe. And it was horrible because the leaves. It was autumn. So it was all crumpling, oh, and it just my. made everything worse, and everything just was like oh. awful and itchy. Anyway, uh, Taylor, what's your what's your uh, choice for? I hate sitting next to aggressive armrest people. Mm. Oh yeah, are like they just annex the thing immediately, and yeah. it's theirs. Because usually there's there's this you know situation where it's like oh you can have the back, I can have the front kind of a thing, but. Every so often, I've got some guy. It's always a guy. Mm-hmm. And he is like, no, this is my armrest. No, I, I do know what you're talking about, though, Taylor. It is it is the person. Well, hold like, on. Very are, are they in the middle seat? That's those, what those I was going to say. Yeah. If they're in the middle, you got to give them a You got to give them the armrest. Because they're in the middle. Because the, you have an armrest on either yeah. side. Yeah. If I usually give the middle person an armrest. However, what about those intercontinental flights where they have five seats, so there are two middle seats? My old business partner was like seven feet tall. And one time we together rode a Spirit Airlines um, yeah, flight. That's, that's like a... And uh, I mean, Spirit's cheap and you get what you pay for. So it's very small chairs. He's like seven feet tall. I'm not seven feet tall. I'm a very short man. And uh, I got to ride that whole flight with his legs basically over my legs. Wow. They were... Because he's so, so tall that his legs had to go... Over and under my When you're chair. in the seat, do your legs actually touch the ground? <laughs> I'm a very short human you, being. Yeah, you were like a woodland nymph. Taylor, okay. on this flight, did you check uh, business or pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, if I'm if my back is completely against the back of the seat, I'm not positive that my feet actually touch. <laughs> I have multiple answers for this question. Too. Okay. Um, not babies, but like toddlers hmm. like kids who have fucking awareness yeah. and no, some of them are fucking cool they just the put on starers. the headphones they just put on yeah but the ones that stare the kids who kick and then the parents who don't do it and you keep looking back and they keep looking at you like they're like you won't hit me i'm a kid like there's those like there's so many people on a flight i'm a very aware person when i'm out in public mm-hmm. i'm aware of where i am like it's like i know if my chair is blocking the pathway in a restaurant and a lot of people don't have that they don't care it's not in their nature to think of being considerate to other people yeah and i feel like there are a lot of these people on a plane and every single one of them drives me fucking bonkers i was on a flight once uh, i think i was actually going to china uh, or coming back from china and there was a kid on the flight uh, in the aisle next to me this little this little fat he looked like the uh, augustus who's the from fat kid from uh, um, willy wonka from willy wonka yeah augustus group great group, group or something like that augustus augustus yeah he yeah. looked like that he like a, like one of those names that like that they, sounded like flump bat. or something yeah. like that like, well, some yeah, yeah, yeah. type yeah. name we yeah. like, we want to make sure they know he's big augustus yeah. augustus blump so anyway augustus sitting next to me uh, in the uh, the aisle across from me was sitting there with his grandma who was just too too old to take care of this kid. Aww. You could tell he was like eight years old. He's just out of her element. Yeah, he 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 was an eight year old in the body of like a thirteen year old. You know what I mean? And so the so the um, the flight attendant came by and asked everyone for their meal options. And she's like, uh, "You can have chicken or fish." And the kid's like, "I want a lemon cookie." And uh, she goes, um, "What's a lemon cookie?" Exactly. I I guess a cookie that tastes like lemon. That doesn't um, even sound good. Right. She goes. I, he goes. I want a lemon cookie. And she goes. Um, okay, I'll, I'll check and see if we have any in the back. And of course, the answer is no. So she comes back with like what? a pile. We're out of lemon cookies? <laughs> they, they, they don't on a have. Flight to China, you're out of lemon cookies. <laughs> I mean, it's Come just on. Ridiculous. So she comes back with a pile of different cookies. And he, she's like, here you go. And he goes, I want a lemon cookie. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't have lemon cookies, but these are the cookies we do have, and you're welcome to them. He goes, I want a lemon cookie. And she's like, well, we don't have that. Uh, here are the cookies. And she's getting frustrated at this point. She goes, is there anything you'd like to drink? He goes, I want Sprite. She goes, well, we have Sierra Mist. And he goes, I want Sprite. And I'm like, dude, just put it in a cup and give it to him. This yeah. little fucker. I know, this little Yeah, fucker. a little kid's probably not going to know the difference between Sierra Mist. And- Adults yeah. won't know. This, but what this, if he does? I would know. This no, little monster. Didn't. So I, I would. Uh, yeah. So then this kid just came, became worse and worse throughout the entire flight. He started kicking the seat in front of him. And I was I was 
fed up with this kid because the grand I look at the grandma and she just looks like she's defeated. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to take things into my own hands. At one point, the kid was running up and down the aisles when, when everyone was sleeping. <laughs> Jesus, that kid on a league of their own. Oh my god, that kid on a league of their own. Yeah, yeah. So so this kid was running up and down the aisles, and everyone's trying to sleep. And I decided I'm going to pretend like I'm asleep. Right? I have the little uh, <laughs> shitty airline blanket on me, and I'm going to stick my leg out in the aisle when he walks by. Oh my god. And I did. I put my leg out there, and the little fucker came and stomped on my foot. <gasps> I was so pissed. I was so pissed. My little ploy to trip this kid didn't work. I thought your story was going to end, and that's the story of how I killed a kid on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he so the kid, his neck. <laughs> and the kid saw your foot and was like, fuck you. Yeah, he stomped, stomped, he stomped on my foot. Because, you know, like Hilarious. things sometimes fall into the aisle, and people trip. Uh, that happens. I still maintain that we should be allowed to call children dicks. Yeah, I, I think agree. you could I mean, you stop can. a lot of bad behavior if you just saw a kid, you know, acting up and be like, "Hey, stop being a dick," because a lot of kids don't ever get like when we talk to children, we're all like, "Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, how you feeling?" Hey, so if you talk to them like an adult and you just told them like you're being a dick right now, yeah, stop it. All right, well, uh, good, uh, good picks, guys. Good picks. I think I think I have you all beat though. I already said it. It's Taylor. Taylor's my <laughs> Taylor's my choice. <laughs> don't want to sit next to Taylor on a flight. I don't know what it is, but I imagine it's going to be annoying. I imagine it's going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to drape my legs over him. That we know that much. I'm not a tall guy. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, I will say I will say this. Okay, outside of Taylor, uh, but Taylor is my official choice. Um, I will say I do. So, like, if I want to change mine to what? Sick people. Oh, sick people are horrible. Yeah, it happens every flight. Yeah, every why don't, why don't they just coughs on me? It just, should be illegal. Yeah, just stay home or die already. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you think about, we're getting frisked through security. Yeah. Like, do you have any water bottles? Do yeah. you have shampoo? And then, meanwhile, someone's walking through with the Ebola virus. We're like, oh yeah, go in a contained tube with lots of other people going to different regions of the world. Like, go for it. I think it's a low-level form of terrorism. It is. It is. I agree. Well, bioterrorism. T- uh, uh, Bio, yeah. yes. What were you going to say, Taylor? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I'm very polite on planes and uh, try very hard to make sure that everyone is having a good time. I fucking <laughs> doubled down on my answer. Taylor is definitely the person that I don't want to say on a plane. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get a, a blanket like softly draped over me and I'm just going to be like more mad because I'm like, why is he so nice? I'm comfortable. <laughs> So you guys are complaining about uh, kids crying or making sounds. The the surprise issue is when you have a cute dog next to you, where you're like, oh my god, I've always wanted this. It's so amazing I get to be next to a cute dog. But sometimes those dogs really didn't take enough drugs in order to calm down. Yeah. And as soon as the plane gets in the air, they're loud, they're crying, they're screaming. And it's not like a kid who eventually calms down most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Good those point. dogs are just out of control. They're horrible. That is a yeah. good point. Yeah. And I've had this happen and it's it was awful. I I don't like to sit next to families. Uh families are pretty bad and it's not and you know that's like the the trifecta you got the kid, you got mm-hmm. the mom and you got the dad and, and they're talking. sitting and they're talking and they're also checking in on their kid too oh, much. Gotta hey pal. Hey pal. Hey yeah. buddy. Hey buddy. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, did you want did you want orange juice? Yeah. Or did you want water? Yeah. Okay, I think you should have some water. Right. No, I know you want, but I think you should have some water. Yep. Do you want some water, yep. buddy? Don't give Fucking them a fuck. A. Don't and he's going to pee. The kid's going to pee. Yeah. The kid's going to pee. The kid's going to get bored. He's going to like start squirming in your seat, start kicking your seat. Understand you're trying to make an independent child, but like when you give yeah. a child just nothing but choices all the fucking time, yep. you end up making a super anxious kid. I'm a monster. You make a tyrant. That's what tyrants, tyrants, 100% of tyrants were given choices as, ch- as children. That's actually <laughs> researched and true. I read that. Yeah. Yeah, that Here's just... a dark horse option for worst person is when you have the whole aisle to yourself oh. And all of a sudden, somebody like comes in, yeah. and you're like, "Well, now I don't have the whole aisle to myself." The last minute gonna... shit bag, and, and that person is always like, they they never acknowledge you. They just like they pretend like you're not there. Oh, you know what's worse than that is the seat switcher who wants to trade with a middle seat. No, I who the fuck is it? <laughs> no, it happens to me so many times. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to switch? I'm like, where are you sitting? They're like, oh, I'm in the middle seat, and it's like, <laughs> what? Hey, what wanna, about this? You want to sit in the shitty spot in the plane? Do you know one time I, I switched with this? Uh, I was in I was in uh, the window or I was in the aisle, and then this girl. Hey, excuse me, sir. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind switching seats so I could sit next to my nana. 
Oh. And I was like, and it was, I was a Christmas flight. Yeah. And oh, so I had man. to take the middle seat. So that, and I didn't want to fucking do it. I fucking I didn't want to do it. Anna. And it was just, no. So I ended up, um, switching and like i was like yeah it's fine and she's like yeah just because in my head i'm like then you should have booked your tickets early <laughs> like if you wanted to sit next to your nana how about reserve that seat rather than putting me out yeah like you know but i was like no it's the f-. it's like i did the right thing but i also kind of bitched about it a little bit you know like yeah. not like just enough to let him know like yeah i'll do it but i'm not I, did I'll, you say that like you should have booked no, earlier it was just kind of like listen i'll do it but don't ask me to be fucking happy about it totally. like don't ask me to like do everything here and be like oh yeah i would love to be uncomfortable for the next five hours <laughs> right what would have been great is if you told them Merry Christmas and they just took a beat and said we're Jewish actually <laughs> no it gets better so I get the middle seat and I'm all like pissed I'm all mad but the dog is like so nice about it that yeah. after a while I'm like alright maybe this isn't a big deal like she's getting to talk to her nana and so they give me as they leave she's like hey I wanted to thank you that was really sweet and they give me a Christmas card oh my god and then I open up the Christmas card and it is the Chase family as in Chevy Chase Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase's <laughs> daughter what? and his mom oh that- no shit because the Christmas card was just a bunch of pictures of Chevy Chase and his family. Wow. Like, and I was like, oh shit, I just gave up my seat for Chevy Chase's The literal mom. Chase family. Yeah, I was That's like. Cr- I thought you meant the bank at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow, they should have given, why aren't they flying first class? I had so many questions. And I was like, I was like, oh, uh, all right, I guess it's cool. Like it was, I didn't even realize that until they had like already gone off. And I was like, oh shit. That's like, that's almost something like out of one of their movies. Yeah, the right. Christmas movie. Yeah. I was like, Ron, I literally thought, I thought you were going to say you open up the card and it was like, you got played, sucker, or something like that. With, like, I would have been stoked finger. if like there were like 40 bucks in there or something. That would have been awesome. Here's the thing if you, you can do that, but here's how you do it is you offer the person, like, hey, that was really nice. Uh, can I buy you a drink or like a, one of the nice snacks? And then you just buy the person right. and be like, oh, sweet, yeah, I'll take a fucking vodka soda or well, I'll take some beef jerky. So there's two times I've generally given up seats, and that leads me to my choice, which is the family. Because when families want you to trade seats, they have more leverage because they'll, they'll guilt you. Because you're an you. asshole. You're an asshole. They're like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll just sit on a different row than my child and wife. That's okay. I guess I'll <sighs> – uh, or, the, or the other way around, like, I guess my child will just have to sit alone. And I'm like, oh, I guess so because I ain't <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, but sucks. I've done that where I've moved. Yeah. I'm a sucker. I'll always move. Yeah. But then the the stewardess will come by. And be like, that was really nice of you. And then they'll uh-huh. slip me a bunch of yeah. They'll slip me a bunch of booze. That, I'm like, uh, mm, that's that, cool. It just takes a little that, bit. Like when I was a little kid, that was really scary to be by myself on a plane. Yeah. Like that. That was very scary. And maybe I'm just like a, a loser. I've never. But I've like, never flown alone on a plane as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. First time as an well, as no, adult. I was well, like I'd be with my family, what but you, sometimes like, one, like we'd one, two split up. <laughs> I, I'm just like thinking back, and it's like, wow, yeah, this is kind of scary. scary. That's why if you call a kid a dick, <laughs> it'll shape yeah. them straight up because they're scared of you. I remember the first <laughs> time I was called a jerk. It stuck with me because I remember, I remember who said it to me. The doctor pulling you out <laughs> of your, the womb. <laughs> jerk. Hey, look at this piece of shit. Let's put him back in. He's not done yet. Uh, this little jerk. About time. Uh, who no, but it? I remember the first time I was called a jerk, and I, I remember the look of the of the person's face, and I was like, oh wow, okay, I, I guess. Uh, What'd you it do? Stuck with me. I was just trying to add to their story. And I was, you know, rightly so, they should have shut me down because I was a kid and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They were talking about Mr. T and I was trying to add my own anecdote and it was going nowhere as a, as a four-year-old child would uh, would would try to tell a story. Wait, a four-year-old? I think so. I'm usually talking you? about like, like a 13 or 14-year-old who's conscious of his decision and is actively being a prick. I'm not talking about calling a dick to a four-year-old. Maybe I was seven or eight, but uh, either way, it was around that age and I was called a jerk and I remember his face and I was like, wow, I'm, I don't forget that. Who who said wow. it? Was it a kid or was it an adult or? No, it was uh, so, someone like a uh, uh, an extended person from my family. What I didn't know that well, so there was just like were they older? Yeah, like, oh, they were older. Yeah, like an adult, their thirties. Yeah, and then the other the other you things. Jerk. I might have to rethink my theory. Oh, it's great! It's great. Ron, look at me. I'm, I'm He'll great. never forget it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the the trauma that this guy inflicted on you. Yeah, it wasn't even trauma. I just remembered. I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess I was. I just feel like if you don't teach people to be considerate at a young age, yeah. they're never going to. Be considerate. Become tyrants, yeah. and it ju- it just it drives me crazy how selfish people are, especially on planes. It's like, listen, this all this sucks for everybody. Okay, it's right. not nobody's really stoked about this situation. Right. 
So we all should kind of be like, okay, how can we all act in a way that this doesn't make it terrible? And you have a lot of selfish people there who are like, well, I'm just going to do what's best for me. And it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. I feel like we would be getting a fight, Maddox, on a plane. What? Uh, you're tripping kids. <laughs> fucking, I'm not moving my seat. You know, like you're just yelling. And I'm just no, like, we should all be a little I'm very, bit. I'm a very considerate traveler. I abide by the middle seat rule, which is give them the armrest. And also, I one time the plane wasn't taking off and all the flight attendants were running around and there's like a big to-do. And I, I'm fine, finally, I see them going up and down the aisles asking people something. They came to me. They're like, sir, do you mind switching seats with someone uh, over there, there's some lady who needs to sit next to a window with her child for some reason. I'm like, yeah. She goes, seriously? I'm like, yeah, of course. It's no big deal. So I went and switched the seat. She goes, oh, my God, thank you. That's been holding up this flight for the last 30 minutes. I'm like, seriously? Oh, my God. So just, some lady wants to sit next to I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Let's just go. Let's get this thing going. So it wasn't a big deal to me. And then I just like, you know, flight as usual. And they came by over and over again thanking me. And the lady came by with a giant sack of honey roasted peanuts and gave it to me. And she goes, no, I'm, I'm like, no, thanks. No, no. And she goes, no, we insist. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't You're want like, this. I'm allergic to peanuts. <laughs> but I took, I took it anyway. It was the size of my backpack. So I carried a backpack's worth of just honey roasted peanuts. And my dad ate the, the shit out of those for Dude, a year. if you, uh, one time I, um, I was doing a festival in Austin, and uh, JT Habersat actually, uh, dude, I went on tours with him before. He gave all the comics like a plastic shrink wrapped, like 36 tiny bottles of vodka. Wow. Because he doesn't drink, and he's like, yeah, we had a sponsor. So he gives like, I don't know what you call that, like a flight of mini bottles of vodka. Yeah. I just put it in my carry on. And as I was going through um, security, I, I always ask people how they're doing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And it was a real light flight. It's like, it's going good. We got to check your bag. I'm like, that's cool. Do your thing. You know, I'm always like, people get pissed <laughs> off about it. I'm like, you do know, do know that. Like, that's part of the profile. If you get pissed off about it, people can be like, oh, well, we weren't going to check your bag, but then you got mad. So here you go. <laughs> like, yeah. it's never going to help you. It's yeah. Never help you back. always got to be the person who they least expect, which is like the person who's like, okay. And so they started going through the bag, and she's like, oh, man, this is way too many tiny bottles oh, of liquor no. like you're actually not allowed i was like okay and she's like you know what but you're being really cool about it, so it's fine what? and so ah. she just gave me like which right. also made me a little bit fearful of yeah tsa practices right but if you if you're just cool to people like right. you're not always gonna get what you want but generally it's, it's gonna happen more often than if you're just and it's an gonna asshole. be less stress on you like you're not gonna be fuming over it and harboring feelings over it yeah. and replaying yeah. it in your mind people get so fired on. up about shit i'm like you do like yeah i guess that works but i don't know it feels like it short takes like 15 minutes off your life it does i think it does yeah and it doesn't make anyone want to cooperate anymore when you're just a belligerent blowhard uh, but anyway, guys, we got to wrap this up. Christine, what was your choice? Sick people. Oh, sick people. I changed it to sick people. How about how about talking sick people? Ooh, all right. I went on this flight once, and this guy. I'm not trying to talk. Can I say the s word? Yeah. I'm not trying to talk shit. He had. He looked like he was like from a third world country or something. He had like a a bindle. Like I feel like it was like a like a stick with a handkerchief. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like they had Hobo chicken. Sack. I don't know. In my mind, this is what was happening. And he like turned around, looked at me, and coughed twice. Oh. And I was like, this wasn't oh. a normal cold. Yeah. And uh, you know when it's like something, yeah, you're I'm dying. a germaphobe. Yeah. I just, All right. I've seen the movie Outbreak. No, I don't think you have to be a germaphobe to not like people coughing on you. But it especially, right. yeah. like, even just in the vicinity of me, I'm like, can you not? A wet cough. Just, yeah. Uh, okay. So, Christine, your choice was sick people. And Taylor, yours was? People who take the entire armrest. Armrest hogs. And Ron? I'm going to say the airline manufacturers, the ones who make the seats. Oh, the seats. That's that's the the one I'm pissed off is not the big people because listen, there's something you can't control. If you're just a big dude, you're born like that. I get that. I'm saying the seats are too fucking small for everybody. Well, what was the question? Who are the most? What's the most? What's the worst type of person? I'm taking it to the next level. The worst type of person are the people who make the seats. Make the seats. Well, guess what? They're sitting in first class, so they don't. You're never sitting next to them. (laughs) 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 All right, and my choice was Taylor. Uh, So don't forget to vote on (laughs) Madcastmedia.com. Well, families, families first, and then Taylor. Uh, Vote vote on Mad. Gasmedia.com will have the results of this week's debate next week. Even on my, you know, for the people who make the seats, the worst is when you have your armrest, they put the controllers for the TV on like the wrong side so, so that even if you take like your right arm, you set it down, you're change, you're accidentally changing the channel of the person's uh, TV 
right next to you. And you know they're not sanitizing those And they put it right where your fucking elbows go. Those should be at the front of the handle. They put it right where your elbows go, so you're always accidentally changing the channel of somebody else. So the point is, it's the seat manufacturers. They're the problem. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we have the results of last week's debate. Last week, Christine, we debated, when is it okay to fart in a relationship? Oh. uh, Are there options? The options are immediately or never. Oh. Oh, immediately then. Well, with 69% of the vote, immediately. Immediately was the answer. <gasps> yes. yes. Wow, okay. Fart immediately. Yeah, get, Between get it out of the Between those choices. My last relation, or the one before last, <laughs> I, I I did it in my sleep on him. Oh, that's hilarious. So. And uh, are you guys still then I, No. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, second part of the debate is, how do you best conceal a fart? And the choices were a meat locker, which was my suggestion, or you don't. And with 65% of the vote, you don't. Uh, What's the, a meat locker? You know, like a locker where you like walk a in. and cold storage, like yeah. a freezer, a walk-in How freezer. How do you conceal a fart if you don't have one of those? Um, there's a lot of ways. We talked about it. You can walk really fast. You can wave it. You can do a Hadouken. You crop can dust. Buttercup, crop dust. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Christine, we got to let you go a little bit early. I know you have another appointment to make after this, uh, but we yeah. appreciate you joining the show this week. So fun. Where Thanks can people for having find me. You? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the X Teen Little. And I also have a podcast that you're going to do soon yes. called A Little Advice. So please listen to that. I give advice because I have a BA in psychology, so I'm qualified. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. An, an actual expert. Well, thank you again for joining <laughs> us, Christine. Don't forget to check her out. It's at the X Teen Little. At the X Teen Little. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great day. I love you. All right, guys. Well, now it's time for voicemail. Then we've got the quick news headlines with our journalists in moderation. Uh, th- this is a voicemail talking about how farting is a selfless act. Listen to this. Okay. You know what? I think uh, farting in a room full of people is probably the most alpha thing you could possibly do you're essentially forcing other people to eat your shit fuck whales <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fantastic he's got a point yeah you got to make pe- people taste it that taste, uh, taste your paste <laughs> i mean that is that is the, the ultimate confident move yeah it's a very confident move i do it sometimes when i you know the best time to do it is when you first arrive to a party and you announce it i did that one time it's actually. like uh, going to a prison on the first day and beating up the biggest guy there yeah that's what you gotta do you gotta you gotta find the biggest guy there and jack him off <laughs> this is why you don't go to parties a lot <laughs> i did it so one time when i was a kid i stood i thought this would be hilarious and it was a it was one of the few times we actually hosted like a fairly big dinner party we were outside we had a picnic table set up and everything probably about 10 10 people there and i stood up and i said everyone everyone please uh, can i have your attention i, I made an announcement i have an announcement to make and i farted and no, nobody laughed. Oh my god! And <laughs> everybody just kind of like maybe like one kid gave me a chuckle. How old were you? Uh, I was like you know ten, eleven, twelve, something okay. in that neighborhood. Yeah, and nothing. I got nothing. And you were outside. Yeah, I was outside. Nothing. My mom. My mom. My mom said sit down, and my dad also uh, gave me a look of disapproval. But yeah, nothing. It did not like. It was my fir- first fart bomb. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing well anyway uh we got a uh, goodbye message from the bad hombre to you taylor here it is hey what's up cabrones hey taylor i'm gonna miss you bro you know when you call into like a sex phone line and like you're trying to imagine a girl talking to you all sexy and shit well your voice is kind of like that sucks that you're a dude though but fuck man <laughs> i'm gonna miss you bro Aww. good luck in life I do have a very high-pitched voice. Hey, there it is, Taylor. Oh, very, very nice. Well, that's um, very sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, we got another. We got a correction. You know, I like these. We got a correction because last week I talked about uh, buttercup. Buttercupping is when you cup your hands over a fart and shove it in someone's face. Well, here's a correction about that. Listen to this. It's not called a buttercup, you fucking waterhead. It's called a cup of cheese. God damn, get it right. <laughs> no, it's not called a cup of cheese, you weirdo. Wherever this weird... Maybe... Maybe it's like one of those things in college, how some people call it beer pong and other people call it Beirut. You know, really? like I've never heard of Beirut. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird thing. People are like, "You, you want to play Beirut?" And I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like beer pong. I feel like beer pong is the way more descriptive word than Beirut. Beirut. Or or Be- it- Beirut. 
Yeah, but what is Beirut? That's stupid. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it makes no sense. But it's but both can exist is the point. Right, of course. Uh, but you know what can't exist is Duck, Duck, Goose versus Duck, Duck, Grey Duck. Yeah, Duck, 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 Duck Grey Duck is the way that Minnesotans say Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah, well, they say it wrong. Um, here is a voicemail. So last week we talked about, if you recall, if you're in a hospital room, I asked our, our guest last week was uh, Paul Flart. He said that there was no occasion he could think of that he wouldn't fart. And I said, well, what about in an operating table, right? When, you're, when your uh, wife is pregnant and giving birth, do you want, like, fart particles land on your baby's wet forehead? <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, he'd, he'd still do it. Well, here's a voicemail about that. Listen to this. Hey, you Neanderthals realize that most women shit when they're giving birth, don't you? <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. I wonder, do they... I've never been in a, a, a room when someone's been giving labor. Would they set up like a feed bag underneath and just... Yeah, how's that work? I don't know. Do you also like, does it, do you feel like, does a woman who gives birth feel like the same way I do after having like a large, you know, bowel movement? I've heard that. I've heard women who've had C-sections. By the way, if you are a woman and you've had a C-section or given birth, call in and tell us your experience. But I've heard that when they have C-sections, they take your guts out, your organs, yeah. and put them on your stomach so you feel the weight... Of your own oh, stomach God. on your oh. stomach, yeah. Fucking it's, it sounds very bizarre. Um, here's a here's another voicemail about the philosophy of farts during a relationship. Listen to this. Hey Maddox, this is Steven in Seattle. I just wanted to say that I am 100% on board with uh, showing inappropriate jokes to uh, a potential lady that you might want to go out with. Uh, Save yourself so much time if they don't get your sense of humor or whatever. Uh, it's like that old adage. I think they coined it to Marilyn Monroe, but I think it goes something like, if you can't handle me at my gassiest, you don't deserve me at my classiest. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm. That's that's one for the guys, I think. Yeah. Because every girl on every profile everywhere always quotes Marilyn Monroe. It's like, yeah. well, if you can't handle me at my best, you don't deserve me. I have you a whole, can't handle me my worst. You don't deserve me my best. I have a whole joke about that on my first CD. The whole like, uh, yeah, it's, it goes like, if you can't handle me, that's uh, that's like saying, hey, I'm crazy. <laughs> it's like it's just such a weird way to view. Yeah. Like the whole point of it is like, that's just a weird way to view relationships. Like mm -hmm. if you can't handle me at my worst, the worst possible me, you don't deserve me at my best. I'm like, that's a weird way to approach going into a relationship it's the resignation of self-improvement yep. you have just said you know what this is who i am take it or leave it warts and all it's like no it's, yeah it's like i think the joke is something like i'm gonna cause a scene in an olive garden <laughs> i feel like every girl who like yeah has it on their profile has caused a scene he's in an olive garden she's definitely causing a scene at olive garden and it's over breadsticks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well here's one last voicemail taylor i think you called in again here's, oh again yeah no i didn't yeah no this is taylor here it is oh no Hi, I'm Taylor, and I think farts are gross. Let's go play pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much. Bravo! Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, thanks for calling in, Taylor. I do have a high pitch. It's so voice. weird. Your voice sounds so much deeper on voicemail. Yeah, so that sounds yeah. way deeper than usual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I wonder how high I could get. Well, uh, thank you for those voicemails. We've got. Uh, we usually play a few at the end of the the episode too. If you guys aren't listening to these the, the show all the way through, you should. You're fucking up. But anyway, we should get to. Something. I think I might get into voice acting. I have like a very unique voice. You do. I would agree with that. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. Do you? Do you let's talk after um, you yeah. and you have range too. And I'm not. This isn't. This sounds backhanded, but it's not supposed to be. But with your type of voice, you could play multiple age ranges and genders yeah, i think yeah so that's a very useful thing because i've worked with voice actors before who uh they played men and women and grandmas and children and, and accents and everything that's a really really talented <laughs> <laughs> jesus yeah I'm, try I'm trying to get better about leaning into like everything so you like you couldn't even pull away from the mic <laughs> i mean <laughs> You just you kept talking and it went right into the mic, which we have headphones on. It goes into the mic and into my fucking brain. <laughs> just last week, I said I, I hate, hate bird, bird I more than farts. I know you hate it so much, Ron. Oh. No, I tried to contain it until my sentence finished, and then it just came. And it was so just like, blah, like, what did you eat this morning? Just carrots. Should I just get into the news? <laughs> Taylor, what do you got for us? Do it? the news sound. <laughs> 
Your cup of joe could soon be coming to you by drone. All right, I'm on my... Yeah, I like this. I like this story. IBM has filed a new patent for a device that will deliver coffee by air when it decides you need caffeine. The when techno- it de- wait, 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 you're just glossing over the sentence. When it decides you need caffeine? The technology includes a device that can track energy, blood pressure, and even your pupil size. Oh, shit. The fuck that I'm out. If you need an energy boost, the drone will bring you a hot cup of coffee. People are freaking out over scooters in Santa Monica yeah. and LA and lots of other cities. You think they're going to be on board with all these fucking drones delivering Amazon packages and sending us coffee all the time? Well, if it's not voluntary, if it's something that the d- machine is designed, it's like, human needs caffeine. Do you know, <laughs> do you know how many electrical Pupils too large. Have? Like, these drones are going to run into so much. You oh, yeah. can't sca- Trees grow, right? Like, yeah. like, like, we have all this, like, scanning technology. It's not perfect, like... I feel like it's like people are like, when we get to this drone world we're living in, it's going to get annoying yeah. real quick. Yeah. I, I hate this technology, and I would 100% use it. I think that it's scary, and it's absolutely something I want in my life. Because I want a machine to wake me up every time I nod off. I hate sleeping. I try not to. As much as I can, I try to stay awake. Uh, and to, the, to that effect. super not good for you, man. Oh, I, I, I learned that the hard way, Ron. It almost killed me when I was writing my first book. That's when I lost most of my hair, gained weight. I created a custom screensaver when I was writing The Alphabet of Manliness so that I, I couldn't turn it off unless I typed in a very long password and it would come on once every every uh, one minute if my computer was idle for more than a minute. Wow. And the, the screensaver was a police siren that just kept going off over and over Dude, again. Dude, that sounds... What about if you have to go get some water or go to the bathroom? Yeah, I would just go to the bathroom and hear the siren going off in the other room until it annoyed me enough to that I'd go shut it down and sit Jesus down on my computer. age, man. That was also the time when I hadn't uh, started drinking yet, and I decided to start experimenting with alcohol when I was writing that book, and because my friends were like, maybe just have a shot and loosen up and uh, sit down and write, because it was very difficult to write that book. A glass of wine is better for writing. Oh, I didn't know. I was in Utah, so I just went to the store, the the liquor store. I like alcohol, please. <laughs> I bought, I bought Kahlua, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I bought Kahlua and vodka, and I'm like. Uh, I've heard of white Russians. Maybe I'll make one of those. I didn't even have all the ingredients. So I poured myself a drink, and I, I poured myself a drink like you're going to drink a cup of water. So to the brim with alcohol, Just and most of it was Kahlua. And I drank about half of that, passed the fuck out, woke up with sirens going on in my apartment, bloodshot, terrible, felt miserable. Anyway, that's how I almost died writing a book. Uh, so <laughs> you almost OD'd on Kahlua. Yeah. Oh man, that was a rough time. Rough, rough time. But this this drone technology. Now this is interesting. Have you guys seen the Halo Top commercial by Mike Diva, a friend of mine? He made this commercial for Halo Top ice cream, where it's like a post apocalyptic futuristic world where these robots have humans in captivity, where they're just feeding them ice cream every day, and this person wakes up and she just had a lobotomy or something she doesn't know where she is she doesn't know where her family is and this robot there's only this robot and it says time for ice cream and it just pokes her with an ice cream spoon she's like it's good but where am i and then she looks around and it's just ice cream robots and they're all shoving ice cream in her face it's a really i don't know this advertises the ice cream it doesn't advertise it for the ice cream it won a bunch of awards in an amazing spot but that's what these drone these coffee drones remind me of i think that's what it's uh that's what we're heading towards Lonely dolphin stranded in Scottish Firth alters speech to fit in with the local sea life. Oh, it's broad. So the dolphin got caught in the Firth of, so, yeah. of Clyde. Has learned to communicate with the local harbor porpoises, a marine expert has claimed. Now audio testing su- suggests the dolphin has altered the frequency of the clicking he makes so as to be understood by the porpoises. If validated by further research, the findings would mark the first time a common dolphin has shown it can imitate other species in order to communicate. Well, how do we know it's the first time? Yeah, how do we know? It's the first documented cases all right fine, fine. you know what you know what this really is a big deal you guys like i yeah. like you want to joke about it? like th- this shows the dolphin is smart enough to figure out it needs to be able to not necessarily language but communicate in a different way with wow. a different species great I, a big deal i'm smart enough to program on unix and windows so no one's giving me no one's patting my fucking back i speak multiple languages hey listen if you could start talking to porpoises 
I'd be impressed. I talk to porpoises all the time. I call them fucking shitheads, and <laughs> they, don't, they don't respond to me. Um, I, I will say this though, uh, Taylor, this this dolphin communicating with a porpoise, I, that is a, that is a big deal. But I wish the animal that a dolphin would more closely resemble is a human. Wouldn't that be great? A, a dolphin that was actually productive for once. Anyway, what else you got? Taylor? I mean, he lets dolphins let us swim with them. You know, I get. We let dolphins swim with us. Let's be <laughs> let's be fair. Let's not forget who's at the top of this uh, the the food chain here. Yeah, yeah. If you really examine dolphins, their culture is kind of scary. Yeah, they're all like really rapey, aren't they? Or no, do- dolphins aren't. But they're they're, they're very like, aggressive sexual. towards one another and yeah. very sexual. They're very it's sexual. Like, it's very odd. I mean, the yeah. dolphins though, they're so fuckable. Yeah. The go- goats prefer to interact with humans who look happy. The research conducted at Buttercup Such Sanctuary for Goats in Kent demonstrated that the goats prefer to interact with the smiling face. Released from a distance of four meters, they generally made straight for the happy image, exploring it curiously with their snouts. This suggested that goats use the left hemisphere of their brains to process positive emotion, said the team from Queen Mary University of London. You know, I'm usually a hater, and I shit on these kind of studies, but I actually really like this one a lot. I think this is kind of interesting. This gives us insight into goats. Don't you think? You put a bunch of pictures of faces, and goats goats consistently tend towards the happier face. That tells you something about the goat. Yeah, that they like, because they'll mean they'll get food. So they've been conditioned to go up to the happy-looking oh, people, because the, those people have food in their hand. Ron's totally right. I, it's not uh, like the dipshits are like, you like when you have food and you're gonna get go, it's like happy. So it's just that. That's exactly what it is. Damn it. All right. Well, uh, next you study. ruined that one. <laughs> what else you got, Taylor? Olive oil could be better than Viagra at helping men perform in the bedroom. Scientists suggest Viagra. Well, wait. First of all, it's Viagra. Vi- Viagra. No, Vi- it's Viagra. Viagra. It's Viagra. This one's not You disputed. put Viagra in a bag, not Viagra in a bag. A study of more than <laughs> 600 men found, <laughs> found that those who consumed plenty of it had far fewer problems with their sexual performance. Researchers said a diet rich in olive oil keeps blood vessels healthy, maintaining circulation in every part of the body. Yeah. Those who consumed at least nine tablespoons of it weekly were far less likely to suffer from impotence than those who ate less of it and had significantly higher levels of testosterone. I mean, I think it's one of those things where olive oil, if you're using that, generally means you're cooking like more of a Mediterranean diet. Yeah. It's heavy in like fruits right. and vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's lighter. Where if you're not using olive oil, like, you know, you're eating, I don't know, you could be eating more fast food or processed foods that don't, you're not cooking. So if you're eating that garbage, it's like, yeah, if you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables, you're going to feel better and you definitely fuck better than sure. if you're just eating like a bunch of processed food. Yeah. Also, I suspect this study came out of Spain. Big olive oil. Big olive oil. Yeah, oh, it says man, the totally big olive oil. Olive oil institute in Spain. See, Make you fuck good. When yeah. uh, when you have a new news guy, what you should do is you should have a button that's like that's a PR thing, and and like all of a sudden you yep. just like puff ring piece. it. Mate, yeah, puff piece. Puff, there, there puff we go. piece. Yeah. <sighs> puff piece. Because like that, that's like kind of been like one of the games is that like sometimes yeah. I hide these because I kind of know that they're puff pieces Bring them in. and I, I want you to call them out. I love I love hearing these because this does sound. Although like I mean that one like I would now that you say that I'm like oh my god I'm totally from like olive oil but like it was and then I'm like yeah, of course olive oil helps you fuck like it makes I mean I'm not gonna stop you know I'm not gonna stop eating it I'm already on a good good roll here so you know what I started cooking with was uh, duck fat. Oh really? Yeah, just eggs though. Just as like a Saturday treat, I cook my eggs in duck those fat. Those of you who don't so know, fucking good. Those of you who don't know, Ron is an excellent cook or a chef. I don't know what you prefer to be called. Just cook. He uh, he's a do-it-yourself type of guy in in all facets of life. And gosh, well, that's one of my favorite things about being a part of this podcast. The last whatever six, four months uh, has been to learn about how you DIY literally everything in your life. It's the best. It, people always pay to do pay other people to do things, but if you learn how to do it yourself, a uh, you don't have to spend any of your own money for other people to do it, and then you have that skill for the rest of your life, and you're more invested in it, and it's more fun. It's I believe- a it's a win win, and chicks love it too. It what is. Say, it's Taylor? so like it takes longer. It's a little annoying, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't do it with everything. Like I don't know how to like change the oil on my car yet, although that is on my list of things I want to learn how to do, but. Like, you know, it's uh, it's awesome. You just like, because I feel like in a lot of times we're like farming out our skills. 
Like we're letting other people do everything for us, and then we always wonder why we're not happy. Absolutely. You know? I figure um, your the dopamine hit that you get from doing that is like when I go to Dave and Buster's and I get like a prize that I worked really hard to get. Oh man, I um I made like a trophy rack out of old bowling trophies yeah. and like when i hung my first sweatshirt on that trophy rack like I, that shit kept me going for like a month <laughs> like, i, I remember, felt so good about it i've seen it it looks amazing it turned out tight yeah right? really yeah. really nice okay what, next what news there? item mm-hmm. the reception at the henna hotel east of tokyo is eerily quiet until customers approach the robot dinosaurs manning the front desk i mean i'm on board with cool. this yeah, yeah this in. is great I'm all in their sensors detect motion and they bellow Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It might be about the weirdest check-in experience possible, but that's exactly the point at Henna, whose name means weird chain, which bills itself as offering the world's first hotels staffed by robots. Yeah, try uh, try Best Western in Iowa. That's pretty fucking weird. No one's there. (laughs) The front desk staff are a pair of giant dinosaurs that look like cast members of the Jurassic Park movies, except for the tiny bellboy hats perched on their heads. I love it. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to do that. This sounds hilarious. The Robodinos process check-ins through a tablet system that also allows customers to choose which language, Japanese, English, Chinese, or Korean, they want to use to communicate multi-lingual with the multilingual dinosaurs. robot dinosaurs. Listen, man, I mean, we uh, it's a little kitschy, but we ha- how many hotels do we have staffed by people? We can have one or two staffed by well, robots. See here's what happens. the thing. I started reading this, and I was, uh, I was hoping like you guys would get angry about this, because it's like, oh, this this is the way that they're going to get robots to actually take over every job is that they got to make it cute first. It's like, oh, they're robot Ooh, dinosaurs. Uh-huh. If they were just regular robots, everyone would be up in arms. They're like, why are you taking jobs away from people? Yeah. Like that kind of a thing. Robot dogs dinosaurs. last week. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. You brought that story in. I bet these... Uh, these. Fucking- I don't know why. For some reason, this didn't bother me, though. Why didn't it bother me? It's, it's because they got in your head, and you're like, oh, that's a cool experience. The, you know what it is? It's yeah. the tiny hat. Yeah, it's the tiny hat. The tiny hat's doing the heavy lifting. Eventually, if they just stripped away the ro- the dinosaur exterior and the tiny hat, you oh, just have like If it was cold, just like cold steel? Yeah, cold steel. Would you feel so comfortable, Well, it depends. Wrong? Is it a Terminator-themed hotel? Because I would be into that. It just looks like it's... I'm in the Sarah Connor suite? It's, no. It just looks Looks like an aluminum cigarette, with a, like, <laughs> like a red, a red flashing light on it. Welcome, human. <laughs> Time for your ice cream. Yeah, here's your coffee. That if those coffee drones are next, I bet they make them look like cherubs. So, so it's like a little angel. It is, Amanda. I bet you're right, though. Is like they're gonna make robots look. Maybe in the beginning they're gonna look futuristic because that's all what we envision robots as. Yeah. But I bet you there's gonna be a shift to making them seem cute. Yep. Six Flags Great America in Gurney has announced a triple record-breaking roller coaster coming to the park in summer 2019. What records? Max Force will be the fastest launch coaster in North America. It will feature the fastest inversion and highest double inversion of any roller coaster in the world, and according also, to a news release. Longest line. Yeah, that's the record they're breaking. The Um, new Max Force coaster is in a class all by itself, launching riders from 0 to 78 miles per hour in under two seconds. Uh, That's pretty fast. Wow. That's that's fucking, that's not That's faster than any race car, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, I I mean, that's. It sounds like it sounds like the technology they're using for this roller coaster has to be rail technology because there's no, it's not a. or hey, if we could figure out this Elon Musk Hyperloop thing. How do you think that that is going to affect uh, roller coasters? Yeah. Oh, the Hyperloop for roller coasters? Uh, Holy is it going to be like this giant... Lo- I mean, will you even know if you're in this vacuumless tube? Well, at some point in the future, and I'm going to say probably in the next 10 to 15 years, you are going to hit the upper limit of speed and acceleration for roller, roller coasters because things like the Hyperloop and anything that goes beyond whatever the conventional speed is that humans are accustomed to, you will hit a point where... The time it takes for you to accelerate to that speed it increases because if you accelerate a human too fast, you go beyond 5Gs, humans start to pass out. So you cannot accelerate beyond a certain point. And I don't know what that is now. We haven't hit it yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. I, I, well, how fast does a roller coaster go right now? Like, is that like 80 miles an hour? Is that like the fastest roller coaster in the world? Probably. Yeah. Something around, something in that neighborhood. You know? Taylor? Uh, the fastest roller coaster in the world is something called Form- Formula Rosa, which goes... Formula. 
150 miles per hour. Wow, 150. Is 150. that in Dubai? That's got to be the, the Ferrari one it's in Dubai, in right? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah, that's Dubai, yeah. I wow. wonder if that's just like a straight shot. But you're right, like you can't go, still 150, that's pretty that's a, fast. That's man. pretty that's, fast. Yeah. That's pretty, so I want I, this technology. 150 is very fast. Very Holy fast. cow. I was in a NASCAR pace car once where, um, doing like a piece for NASCAR and they put us in the pace car and drove around and he was going like 140 wow. just in the pace car and that was pretty pretty fucking intense i think most people haven't experienced speeds that fast so that's a, that's sounds like an intense I, I would say uh i mean I, how what's the fastest you've gone in a car i'd say about 120 yeah maybe like 110 115 i kicked a u-haul up to 90 one time and the governor uh the the governor shut down the oh, uh, wow. the engine yeah it was scary because i thought oh shit is the power steering gonna go out because i'm gonna just tumble into a ditch here but it didn't uh thankfully but but when you're in a car you, you don't it, like 100 to 120 it's like you're not feeling it like it's if you're not on like, a roller yeah, coaster you well, feel not feeling the wind it's, you feel all that it's a very gradual acceleration too what else you got taylor high school football team cancels season after outscored 102 to 0 in the first <laughs> two games <laughs> oh my god wait wait they, they were scored a collective total a cumulative total of 102 in the first two games against against them and they scored uh zero points wow oh my god wow is this my old high school they sucked. <laughs> After a pair of lopsided losses to start off the year, the Healdsburg High School football team has decided to turn in its uniforms and cancel the rest of the season. Good. The- fucking amen. If you guys suck that much at high, at high school football, put the funds into the fucking programs no, that aren't they've garbage. already bought the fucking shoulder pads. They already got the jerseys. They have the infrastructure for a football team. We spent the money. You get your asses out on the field and you get your heads handed to you. This is so fucking funny because this is a coach who rage quit his entire team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I was a coach, I'd be like, all right, today's goal. We're going to lose only 42 to nothing. And each week you just lose by less. Get to the point where, you know, you're... You're losing maybe twenty one to three. I would love that's to a see, win. This is a movie. I would love to see these sad sack kids who suck so bad at f- football, and then like some rambunctious, like you know, not cut from the same cloth. Coach comes in from out of town. And and he's they like, still I still suck <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, she, like you have the training montage. They yeah. go and play. They yeah. just eat a dick. She's yeah. like, all right, well, I tried. Yeah. The decision stemmed partly from the lack of participating students. The team started the season with eighteen players after losing its. First First game, 41 to nothing, and then being shut out 61 to nothing in the second game, two players quit. Then two more dropped off the team, followed by the team's quarterback on Monday. That was the head. That was when head coach in Healdsburg H- High School Athletic Director Dave Stein had the kids make a decision. So the coach asked, what are you guys, a bunch of quitters? And then like, <laughs> half the team was like, I mean, yeah. yeah. We decided to do a blind vote, and seven of the 13 said no. They didn't want to move forward. So we went ahead and disbanded the varsity team at that point. Wow. Now, do they still get to put varsity football on their college do applications? They get, oh, that's interesting. Do they get the, the track jacket? Yeah. That's the best of both worlds. You don't have to waste your time playing shitty football, and you still get the uh, the credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would still proudly wear that shirt. Sure. I, I still hey, tell listen, people- we only lost two games last season. <laughs> we yeah. did pretty good. Something. I still tell people I went to college, so fuck it. Did so, you go to college? I went, yeah, I went to college, Ron. Wait, did you graduate? No. No, he had one test, one test left. To take. Yeah. That means you do not get to put that on your resumes. Gladly. Did you ever you ever want to go back and just take that one test? No, and I looked into it and a few of the credits since I stopped going to college have been disqualified, so I have to take another like oh, six no. six credit hours to graduate if I actually wanted to. And there're six credit hours in just okay. about You're, anything. I totally I I see your future right now. You're totally going to be the guy who's like 65. You're going to be walking into class with your cane or whatever. Be like, I never finished this when I was younger, but I'm going to finish it now. <laughs> that's another That's another movie. It's like that you would go through the training montage and I'm studying and I'm in the library, whatever. And then I get the results like failed. <laughs> yeah, except the results are going to be delivered to you by drone. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> but I got my copy. <laughs> what else you got, Taylor? That's it. Great stories. Thank you so much, Taylor Nikolai. And Taylor, I got to say, this is your final episode. It's very bittersweet because we've loved having you. You've done an excellent job with the news. I feel like you injected a lot of fun into the news segments every week because you know the types of stories that we like. We love these um, these weirdo, offbeat, 
bullshit kind of stories sometimes about porpoises and dolphins and uh, you know these like loser kids in high school. These are fantastic stories, and you've done an amazing job. Well, thank, thank you, so you much. very much. Yeah, somehow I started talking during the debate a little bit too, even though I was never officially supposed to be one of those debaters. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun being able to like. Uh, you know, joke around. Like, this has always been a fun weekend thing to do, but uh, my schedule is getting packed, and I've got things that I've got going on, so um, I'm going to have to exit. But... I'm going to miss you, buddy, and I'm super excited for you as well, Yeah, but mostly I'm going to miss you. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all excited for you, and we're going to miss you, Taylor. You added a lot to the show, and I mean that sincerely. The callers love you. I know everyone g- kind of gives you shit about pickleball and your high voice and everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything in between but you're a lot of fun yeah i uh, think the pickleball thing was like one of those things where like I-, I knew it was rattling some people but i think that they had fun being rattled in a way whereas that you know what i mean like, yeah of course like they like we poked each other with the pickleball and, and this is kind of uh pulling the curtains back and by the way we still have a bonus episode coming out that we did record with taylor so that's still coming and i, I think i still have an old one from uh with rucka that i still have to release but oh gosh yeah we have some some uh, another bonus episode coming with taylor stay tuned for that but taylor i gotta say and this is kind of like you know pulling the curtains back a little bit but uh sincerely taylor is one of the nicest guys i know yeah just an earnest dude. He cares so much, not just about the product that he makes, but about his friends. He's very, like, a very sincerely authentic person. He absolutely that I'm is. I'm happy to have in my life. Yes, absolutely. And Taylor's just like one of the best people I've ever met. And I, I thank you for your friendship and your continued support. Uh, we're still not going to sit next to you on a plane. Yeah, absolutely. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I think that if you would tell uh, 13-year-old Taylor that someday he would be on a podcast with Maddox, uh, he'd call you a liar because I would go home every day and check to see if you had updated your website. And uh, that none of that is a joke. I was obsessed with your website. I thought you were hilarious. And uh, it's been an honor. Thank you so much, Taylor. And it's uh, the honor is mutual. We wish you well in all your endeavors. And uh, we'll, hopefully you can check in. And I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to get lots of voicemails from you because you've been calling in the last few weeks. And uh, no, you love calling in. Yeah. You're good at it. Keep, keep those coming. You should not coming. stop calling in. Yep. Uh, well, thank you guys again. Thank you to Christine Little. She's not in the studio at the moment, but uh, thank you to Christine for joining us today. Thank you to the Rear Admiral of Moderation, Ron Babcock. Well, hi there! And thank you to the journalist in Moderation, Taylor Nicolai. Thanks, everybody. But most of all, you're welcome. Hi, Taylor. Uh, just, I just wanted to say I'm very sorry to see that you're going to go. Uh, so I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, you're a gay midget. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Oh my god. I, uh, I have nothing to respond to that. Happy, happy trails, buddy. Oh my gosh. That was hilarious. Right. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.